Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. Hands in luck, an old sultan. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a Grim Reading. The other day, I was looking at my bookshelf. Yep. And I stumbled across the Grimm's Fairy Tale Collection by the Brothers Grimm. Love it. Uh, which is something I've always been meaning to read. So I thought, what better excuse than to decide to tell you, Adam, mm-hmm. every time we do a podcast, a couple of Grimm's Fairy Tales. Love it. I love this idea. That way, I get to read them, which I've always wanted. Yeah. And you get to hear them. And, you know, drop it in at dinner parties. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Tom Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> also, and, it's uh, like yeah. getting like a bedtime story or something. Exactly. That's great. Pop another log on the fire, would yeah. you? Yeah. Love it. Thank you. There we go. Got a nice... <laughs> ro- there we go. <laughs> there we go. I definitely just put a log on the fire. Well and, done. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice roaring fire sound and we're going to hear... So... Brothers Grimm. I'm new to this. You're new to mm-hmm. this. You've never read Brothers Grimm. Never. I never, never. have. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> uh, Me neither. I had this idea very late. So last night, very bleary-eyed and tired, mm-hmm. I very quickly read one of the stories and jotted down some It's just the best way to do anything. So it's it might not work. Quickly, late at night when you're tired. <laughs> we, can, we can give it a go. We let's can, do it. Let's hear a... So, you know, I, I, I'm interested in these guys. We can talk more. I, I, I hope that this will lead us to talking about, you know fairy tales in general mm. and, and the impact they have and what they are and why what, they mean so yeah, much. Yeah, what, what they're about. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to read it because and things like this, folk tales, I'd love to read the uh, the Arabian Nights and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they make up, they're part of the sort of fundamental, uh, they're a fundamental building block of our sort of social consciousness. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like totally. They're always there in a yeah. sort of... Uh, in the background, they're, they're important stories. And so I've got here a copy of Brothers Grimm Fairy Tales Penguin Edition. This one, I believe, was published in 1996, the one I'm holding in my hand. Uh, it's based on the original translation by Edgar Taylor, mm-hmm. the first ever translation. So one, one question, basic question, Jacob and Wilhelm, mm. is their surname Grimm? Or what's yeah. the, where does the Grimm come from? Yeah, that is their surname. Hands in luck. So the first story in the collection is ooh, a story ooh, called excited. Hands in Luck. Hands in Luck. Hands in Luck. So we're going to start with yeah. Hands in Luck. I'm, I'm excited about Hands in Luck. So, Hands in Luck. Good luck, Hands. What are, you, what, are you, what are you anticipating with a story called Hands in Luck? What are you imagining? I don't know. It's just a bloke, an old German bloke. It's quite lucky. I don't know. I haven't got much beyond that. The title's not giving me... Uh, so, basically... There was a guy called Hans. Okay. And he'd served his master well for seven years. And he said, Master, my time is up. I should like to go home and see my mother. So give me my wages. Which is pretty bold. Well, yeah. I don't think I'd say that to my... To your boss. To my boss. Uh, but surprisingly, the master says, You have been a faithful and good servant, so your pay shall be handsome. Mm. So he responded well to that. Yeah. And he gave him a piece of silver that was as big as his head. What? He gave Hans a piece of silver that was as big as his head. <laughs> that was his pay? That was his pay for wow. seven years' work. Backed up. <laughs> wow, well that's, 
It's impressive. So Hans uh, took out his handkerchief, put the silver in it, and slung it over his shoulder. Wait, how big is his handkerchief? It's <laughs> pretty big. That's He's got a mighty <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> it's as big as his head. <laughs> Bigger than his head if he's wrapped it in it. That's true. It's double as big. <laughs> uh, so he sets off on his way, and he's struggling with the piece of silver because it's, it's huge and heavy and he's yeah he's already struggling he's out of breath he's he's not a happy boy no uh, and at some point along comes a guy on a horse mm-hmm. okay Hans says ah what a fine thing it is to ride on horseback there he sits as if he was at home in his chair he trips against no stones spares his shoes and yet gets on he hardly knows how brilliant so he's he's not tripping over on the stones so I'm imagining hands tripping on the stones all the time yeah it's quite spares his clumsy. shoes which is something we don't think about spare you know you got to, shoes are precious yeah uh, and yet he gets on he hardly knows how so he doesn't even <laughs> think about it so the horseman overheard this he said well hands why do you go on foot then I like this guy yeah I like him as well <laughs> and basically what happens is the guy says, do you want to do a swap? So well, I'll swap you the, the, the head of silver for my horse. Wow. Seems... What do you think about that? Well, that's seven years' wages for a horse. I'm not sure. It doesn't. Uh, I would keep the silver. That is a lot of money. Well, Hans doesn't agree. Hans <laughs> no. takes the horse. Wow. Basically saying, you're going to regret this, pal. I've got a horse now. Good luck carrying that yeah. silver around. Um, and the horseman says to him, when you want to go fast... Give it a little kick and say, yip, <laughs> okay. or jip, J-I-P, it's spelled here. Yip or jip. Yip or jip. So, Hans is loving it. He, yeah. he sets off on his horse, feeling on top of the world. Yeah. At some point, he says, yip, gives it a kick, and the horse goes at full flight. Oh, wow. And it's a flying horse. <laughs> no, I'll full, right, okay. Full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. <laughs> but he goes too fast, and Hans gets thrown off into a ditch. Oh, no. Yeah, not good. I mean, you could die if you're not careful in, ditch, in that yeah. sort of situation. But fortunately, along comes a shepherd who uh, who stops the horse because the horse was running away at this point. Hans is in the ditch. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so the shepherd comes along. Okay. And <laughs> Hans was, uh, he was very happy to see the shepherd. And he said, this riding is no joke. When a man gets on a beast like this that stumbles and flings him off as if he would break his neck. However, I'm off now once and for all. I like your cow a great deal better. One can walk along at one's leisure behind her and have milk, butter, and cheese every day into the bargain. What would I give to have such a cow? Wow. He's yeah. quite... It's like everything he sees is just like, I want that, I want that, I want that. So basically, the shepherd says, Yeah. Well, if you are so fond of her, I will change my cow for your horse. Done, said Hans merrily. The shepherd jumped upon the horse and he rode away. So, Hans has now got a cow. Wow. And uh, once again, like with the horse, he's loving it. Yep. Does he try and ride the cow or no? He doesn't even try and ride the cow. He says he can't wait to get some bread so he can have cheese and butter with the bread that he'll get from the cow. Right, He's thinking a cow is perfect. Yes. Thirsty? Have some milk. Milk. Got a bit of bread? Add a lovely bit of cheese. Perfect. So he's so happy. He stops at an inn and he has some bread uh, and he gives his last penny for a beer. And then he heads off to get to his mother's village. Okay. But it gets hot. So he's walking hot. with his cow. Uh, okay. And it's very, very warm. And at some point he arrives at a wide heath. Uh, it'll take him at least an hour to cross. Oh dear. 
and his tongue has cleaved to the roof of his mouth, which no. is never good. No, you can't. literally can't <laughs> get it off. That's dangerous. So he's very thirsty, mm. and he says, um, I can find a cure for this. Now, will I milk my cow and quench my thirst? So he, uh, he tied her to the stump of a tree, and he started to milk, milk his cow. <laughs> yeah. But Adam, not a drop was to be had. Oh, no. What's up with the cow? Faulty cow. So while he's trying his luck with the cow, trying to milk it, the cow gives him a, a massive kick in the head. Oh, no. And lays him senseless on the ground. So he's been knocked out. By a cow. Yeah. Oh, dear. But luckily, a butcher is walking by at wow. this point. This is lucky. With a pig in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> what is the pig doing in the wheelbarrow? Why? Why is he pushing a pig in a wheelbarrow across a heath? Uh, so he, he, he rouses hands and he says, he gives him a flask and says, There, drink and refresh yourself. Your cow will give you no milk. She is an old beast, good for nothing but the slaughterhouse. Alas, alas, says Hans. Who would have thought it? If I kill her, what will she be good for? I hate cow beef. It is not tender enough for me. Wait, what? He hates cow beef? He hates cow beef. What kind of beef does he like? (laughs) He hates any other beef. Pig beef. Not blooming cow beef. Well, uh, actually, he says, if, if it were a pig now, one could do something with it. It would at any rate make some sausages. Well, said the butcher, to please you, I'll change and give you the pig for the cow. Heaven reward you for your kindness, said Hans. Uh, And uh, he gave the butcher the cow and took the pig out of the wheelbarrow and drove it off by holding it with a piece of string tied to its leg. So, uh, so, so far, undoubtedly he's met with misfortune. Yeah. We can't doubt that. But right now he's pretty happy with his pig. At some point, he, uh, he, he comes across a countryman with a fine white goose under his arm. Ooh. And the countryman says, What is a clock? As in, O'Clock. What is O'Clock? Oh, right, I thought he was just, What is a clock? I thought it's driving me crazy. What is, what? That's a random question. He realises he's tripping on ass. <laughs> What's a clock, a man with a goose? What? So, a clock. What is a clock? Which I'm going to try to use from now on. What's a clock? What's, people Basically, what time get is very it? confused when you say that. Yeah, uh, I think Hans tells him the time. Okay, I can't remember. So they stop and chat, and Hans tells him of all the luck he's had um, and the misfortune, but how he's had so many good bargains up to this point. <laughs> yes, clearly. The countryman says he's he's off to a christening with his goose, and he says, "What? Feel how heavy it is, and yet it is only eight weeks old. Whoever roasts and eats it make up plenty of fat off it. It has lived so well." You're right, says Hans, as he weighed it. What? But my pig is no trifle. No trifle? No, it's a pig. So... <laughs> What's a clock? My pig's no trifle. <laughs> no, you're telling it's, me. It's no blamage. No, you're right. Pig. My pig's no trifle. Yeah. Countryman, he doesn't agree. He looks grave. Okay. And he says, hark ye. Hark ye. My good friend, your pig may get you in a scrape. In the village I just come from, the, squ- the squire just comes from. <laughs> in the village I just come from, the squire. Yeah, it's original translation. The squire has had a pig stolen out of his sty. I was dreadfully afraid when I saw you that you had got the squire's pig. It will be a bad job if they catch you. The least they'll do will be to throw you into the horse pond. The horse pond. That's the least they'll do. Oh no, not the horse pond. Good man, cried he. Pray get me out of this scrape. You know this country better than I. Take my pig and give me the goose. 
I ought to have something else into the bargain, said the countryman. However, I will not bear hard upon you, as you are in trouble. So he's a bit cheeky there, because yeah, we don't bit. know, he might be lying. And yeah. then he says, all right, I'll do the swap. I should probably have something else, because yeah. it's not a good enough trade. It feels trade. like it should be a pig plus something else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's not okay, really. No. So, uh, yeah, he gave the countryman the string that's attached to the pig's leg, and the, the countryman heads off with the pig. And uh, he's got his goose under his arm. Yeah. And he carries on carefree. After all, he thought, I have the best of the bargain. First there will be a capital roast. Then the fat will find me in goose grease for six months. Wow. And then there are all the beautiful white feathers. I will put them into my pillow. And oh. then I am sure I shall sleep soundly without rocking. How happy my mother will be. Right. So my mum will be happy. So. So it starts off with the silver. Mm. Size of his head. Well, he starts off working seven years. Se works seven years. Doesn't get paid for seven years? Well, he does in one big lump sum. But at the end, mm. like up till then, I don't know how he's survived. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good for him. So yeah. he gets a piece of silver the size of his head. That gets traded for a horse. Mm -hmm. Which runs away when he yells yip or jip. Yeah, or. Yeah. So then that horse gets traded for a cow, which is old and <laughs> does not produce milk. Yeah, barren cow. And kicks him in the head. A dry cow. Kicks yeah. him in the head, knocks him unconscious. He's had quite a day. Is this one day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the cow gets replaced by a pig. Yeah. Uh, which, has been, up to this point, has been riding in a wheelbarrow, but now it's got to walk <laughs> with a bit of string on its leg. Yeah. And that has now finally been traded for a goose, a lovely goose, which exactly. is going to sort his pillow, his roast potatoes, and his... Provide meat, so that's good. Perfect. So that's that's where we're up to. That's now. where we're at. Okay. So he arrives at a, at a village. I think his mother's village. Okay. I think. Uh, maybe not. He arrives at a village where he meets a scissor grinder. A what? A, a scissor, scissor grinder. grinder. Yeah. That's there's not job. many of those about no, anymore. It's a dying so art. Think, yeah. And the scissor grinder is singing. He's singing. I don't. I don't know the the rhythm or the meter of the song. But, okay. Uh, o'er hill and o'er dale, so happy I roam. Work light and live well, all the world is my home. Why so blithe, so merry as I? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the end of the song. That's the song, that's the song that you heard. It doesn't, I was expecting another line, no? Uh, no. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know how else we'd do it. O'er hill and o'er dale, so happy I roam. Work light and live well, all the world is my home. Why, who so blithe, so merry as I? I'm going to eat a lovely goose pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might not be wrong there, Adam. Yeah. So, they stop and have a little chat. And uh, Hans says to him, You must be well off, Master Grinder. <laughs> you must be well off, You mate. must be well off, Master <laughs> Grinder. You seem so happy at your work. Yes, said the other. Mine is a golden trade. A good grinder never puts his hand in his pocket without finding money in it. But where did you get that beautiful goose? I did not buy it, but changed a pig for it. Where did you get the pig? I gave a cow for it. And the cow? I gave a horse for it. And the horse? I gave a piece of silver as big as my head for that. And the silver? Oh, I worked hard for that seven years long. You have thriven well into the world hitherto, said the grinder. Now if you could find money in your pocket wherever you put your hand into it, your fortune would be made. Very true. But how is that to be managed? Well, you must turn grinder like me, said the other. You only want a grindstone. The rest will come of itself. And basically, this is a grinder. says, I'll, I'll trade you the goose for a stone. And wow, Hans, okay. 
Wow, this seems like a basically. Yeah, the scissor grinder says, uh, here is one, a little stone, that is a little worse for wear. I will not ask more than the value of your goose for it. Will you buy? How can you ask such a question? Replied Hans. <laughs> it's outrage. What are you talking about? Well, of course what? that stone's yeah. good enough. I should be the happiest man in the world. If I could have money wherever I put my hand into my pocket, what could I want more? There's the goose. Now said the grinder, as he gave him a common rough stone that lay by his side. This is a most capital stone, but do manage it cleverly, and you can make an old nail cut with it. So Hans took the stone. He's well happy. Yeah. He's really happy with wow. the stone. I, I'm not happy, He personally. says, I must have been born in a lucky hour. Everything that I want or wish for comes to me of itself. Yeah, so at yeah. some point, though, his, his tongue is all claving again, and he's very oh, thirsty. Yeah. He's really hungry because he's been walking that since daybreak. Yeah. And he's been thrown off a horse and kicked in the head kicked by a head. cow. So he stops at a pond. And he places the stone on the side. He leans in and he starts drinking, but he accidentally nudges the stone. Mm. And it falls in the water. No. Mm -hmm. Hands. Wouldn't Hands. happen with the goose. How do you think he feels about that? I mean, he's been very happy up until this point. I imagine he's not so happy about that. How happy am I? Cried he. No mortal was ever so lucky as I. <laughs> Basically, Who is this, this guy? The stone was heavy and weighing him down, and now he's free of the burden of the stone. And the story ends. Then up he got with a light and merry heart, and walked on free from all his troubles till he reached his mother's house. The end. Why? So that's hands and luck. Uh, he worked for seven years, and all he got from that was he got home. Yeah. <laughs> but he's happy. But he's happy, and that's so the moral. You can read this. Well, you can either read this that he's an idiot, right? That he's an and he raving did a series idiot. of terrible trades. Exactly. Uh, or you can read it in a way that suggests that is the best way to be. To see right? the good in every situation. To be happy with your yeah, lot. Optimistic. To be content with your lot. Glass half full. That's hands all How over. do you see it? How does the twenty-first century Englishman see it? <laughs> well, literally. I think he's a fool. I mean, these days, can you imagine trading a piece of silver as big as your head for a horse <laughs> or a goose or a grindstone? But I like the message. Yeah. Being happy with your lot. Yeah. Looking on the bright side. I don't know what the original message is intended to no. be. I mean, as a, a German peasant story, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of, you know, those people who, like, I don't know, some guy started with like a matchstick or something, he Paper traded it up and to got his house. house. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the opposite, opposite of, of that. that. I imagine it's also a case of, for people who don't have very much, you know, if these are the German peasantry, yeah, yeah. stuck in the middle of the Napoleonic Wars, yeah. and God knows what else. The idea of a piece of silver as big as your head is something that they will never even come near. It might just be ridiculous that this guy has traded it all and he's happy. It's like, how could you be happy? Right, because, yes. you know, these are things that we have. Everyday things, a cow, a goose, a sheep, a grindstone. We don't have a massive piece like, of silver. The idea of trading that is like yeah. farcical. Yeah. So it might be a kind of funny story Comedy. for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't how know. How do you take it, personally? Uh, I took it in a positive way. I okay. thought I quite like that message. I quite like that it's... It's all in your mind that he's, uh, he's, he's content because you can yeah. be, because he says every, every, every trade I've made has been good. I've had everything I've wanted. How, what more could I want? Yeah. Which is really lovely. That's a lovely way to be. Because it's all in your mind. I wish I was like that. I wish everyone was like that. Yeah. But then he's also being swindled as well by these yeah, guys. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. 
Well, that's hands in luck. That's hands in luck. I loved it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. There was a much shorter story that I read as well. Maybe I can tell you that. I haven't got any notes for it. It's okay. very short. It's quite cool. I'm looking forward to it. Are you sure? You yeah, I'm up for that. All right, let's do it. Old Sultan. The second story Ooh. in our Grim Tales collection. Grim Tales. Old Sultan. <laughs> Old Sultan. Now, when I read that, I, there were alarm bells ringing. <coughs> I thought, uh-oh, is this going to be some bad depiction of, like, an Arab? Yes. No, it's about a dog. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, let's so not offensive. Okay. There was once a faithful shepherd. No. Let me start that again. There was once a shepherd with a faithful dog. <laughs> the shepherd was not faithful, <laughs> just to clarify. No. The not dog well, we're going to meet faithful. his wife, and they don't seem to see eye to eye. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Um, problems. So, uh, there was a shepherd who had a faithful dog called Sultan. Uh, but Sultan was grown very old and had lost oh. all his teeth. Oh, dear. No Toothless good. dog. You don't want that. So one day, he and his wife were standing together. It says they were standing. <laughs> As married couples loitering. do. And he said to her, I will shoot old Sultan tomorrow morning, for he is, he is of no use now. So he's going to shoot Sultan. Sultan. But the wife said, Pray, let the poor faithful creature live. He has served us well a great many years, and we ought to give him a livelihood for the rest of his days. But what can we do with him? said the shepherd. He has not a tooth in his head, and thieves don't care for him at all, to be sure he has served us. But then he did it to earn his livelihood. Tomorrow shall be his last day, depend upon it. Well, so thieves aren't scared when they're coming into the shepherd's flock. They're yeah. scared of old Sultan because he doesn't have a tooth in his head. No. And the, I like the, the shepherd's also saying, and besides, he only did it to earn his livelihood. So old Sultan only did it like, to get something out of it. <laughs> Selfish dog. Yeah. Now, poor Sultan heard all this. Oh, and he understands, he understands German or English or he whatever. He understands German. Oh, no. Um, and he was terrified that to think that tomorrow would be his last day. Oh, so, so far so sad. So far so sad. In the evening, he went to tell his woes to his old friend, the wolf. So oh, He's got an old friend. Who lived oh. in the woods, yeah. So he okay. went to the woods to meet the wolf and told yep. him his sorrows and how he was going to be killed in the morning. And the wolf said, make yourself easy. <laughs> oh, I like the wolf. <laughs> make yourself easy, boy. It's cool. I will give you some good advice. Your master, you know, goes out every morning very early with his wife into the field, and they take their little child with them and lay it down behind the hedge in the shade while they are at work. Now do you lie down close by the child and pretend to be watching it? I will come out of the wood and run away with it. You must run after me as fast as you can. I will let it drop, and then you may carry it back, and they will think that you have saved uh, their child and will be so thankful that they will take care of around. you as long as you live. Rest yourself easy. Rest yourself easy, man. Rest yourself easy. What do you think so far? It's like I, think, a, it, I know where you think this is going to go. Well, it's like some sort of sort of sting scam that's like would be the basis of a good sitcom episode or something. Oh, I'll I'll play the bad guy and then you can be the good guy and you'll win the the girl. That sort of setup. I mean, could I'm go either way. I'm a little dubious of the wolf's motives here. Because mm. I'm imagining I think that he's just uh, getting free baby tweet. The, the, the <laughs> exactly. And the German peasants wouldn't have liked wolves very much. No. I would imagine. No. So, next day, Sultan does exactly that. They, they put the plan into action. So the wolf comes, takes the child, runs off. Sultan runs after the wolf. Wolf drops the baby. Sultan takes it back. Excellent. Good wolf. He's a good friend. So the shepherd patted him on the head and said, Old Sultan has saved our child from the wolf, and therefore he shall live and be well taken care of and have plenty to eat. 
Wife, go home and give him a good dinner. And let him have my... <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and let him have my old cushion to sleep on as long as he lives. Oh. So, from this time onwards, Sultan has all that he could wish for. I mean, oh. it's lucky the shepherd said all that out loud. Yeah, so he yeah. Knows. Soon after, Wolf comes by to say, well done, mate. And he says, now, my good fellow, you must tell no tales, but turn your head the other way when I want to taste one of the old shepherd's fine, fat sheep. So the wolf says... He's, now he's cashing he's in He's just doing it for a mate. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's mm. got other plans. Sneaky. No, said Sultan. I will be true to my master. Sultan saying no, no dice. Uh-oh. The wolf thought it was a joke, and he went off laughing. But the, no. the, ne- but the next day he came back to, to take a sheep, but Sultan had told his master the wolf's plan. Wow, so he can communicate with they the can, They can communicate. Oh, this is amazing. Which, so I thought at the beginning the shepherd didn't realise that Sultan could hear what could he was saying. He? I don't really understand this bit here. Okay. So when the wolf comes back, I'll read it to you um, verbatim. Sultan told his master, so he laid wait for him. I think that might be the, the master rather than the dog. Right. So he laid wait for him behind the barn door. Yeah. And when the wolf was busy looking out for a good fat sheep... He had a stout cudgel laid about his back that combed his locks for him finely. What's a cudgel? I don't know. In my head, that's like he's been hit on the back. Yeah. But then it says that combed his locks for him finely. Maybe that's what that means. It's sort of euphemistic. Anyway, the wolf runs off. He's not happy. So basically, the wolf's come. It's all been foiled, and the wolf runs off. Wait, the wolf gets a cudgel on his back? Yeah. Right. I don't understand. No, me neither. The wolf hasn't got the sheep, and he's pissed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go on. So he, he called Sultan an old rogue. Ooh. Ooh, that's nasty. Ouch. That's got Fighting words. And swore he would have his revenge. The next day, uh, he sends uh, the boar in to meet old Sultan, a sort oh. of like middleman. Yeah. He says, you know, you need to fight this out with the wolf. Yeah. The wolf's going to have, you know, it's like, let's take this outside kind of <laughs> thing. Yeah. Sultan's a little worried because he's old and doesn't have a tooth in his head. Mm. Um, and he doesn't have anyone for a second like a wingman because I guess in these right. days you'd have a you'd have your buddy with you when you're fighting yeah yeah he's uh, got no the one. only person he has or thing he has or animal he has is the the shepherd's old three-legged cat which isn't very good for a fight no but anyway off they trot into the woods what Sultan and the cat Sultan and the three-legged oh, cat that's lovely so the, the wolf and the boar who's the wolf second are already waiting there but they see Sultan and the cat approaching. The cat sticks her tail straight in the air. So the wolf and the boar think that it's a sword that Sultan has. Right. And the cat, because it's got three legs, is limping. So they yeah. think that uh, she's reaching down to pick up a stone to throw at them. They're petrified. Wow. The wolf climbs up the tree in terror, and the boar jumps behind a bush. So when Sultan and the old cat arrive in the clearing... They're like, where are they? Yeah. Can we come here to, to, to duke this out? Yeah. Now, the, the boar's pretty big, so his ears are poking up right. above the bush. And the cat sees it and, thinking it, it a mouse, jumps at it, scratches it and bites it. Nice. And the boar runs off, screaming, <laughs> look up in the tree. There sits the one who is to blame. So they looked up. And so they the see boar's totally abandoned him. The, the boar was a rubbish wingman. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, and it, they see, so they look up in the tree and they <laughs> see the wolf sitting in the branches. And they called him a cowardly rascal and would not suffer him to come down till he was heartily ashamed of himself and had promised to be good friends again with old Sultan. Wow. The end. 
it's quite open-ended. Hope, hopefully, the well, I, it's a happy ending. Yeah, I think so. I like old Sultan. I like the fact that he's friends with a three-legged cat and they got each other's back. That's great. Yeah, that's a good tale. That's I a like lovely that story. That's an uplifting story. That's heartwarming. Yeah, that's I thought the, the wolf would eat the baby. Right. And yes. It would, and then Sultan would get shot. You know, knowing what I know from from the brothers the Grimm. Grimm being grim as they grim. are grim as they are yeah but everything everyone's That's happy old sultan gets to live for a long happy life yep and uh, he's still friends with the wolf still friends with the wolf yeah the boar's gone the cat's fine yeah that's it's just a win-win-win that's it's a, a lovely win, story win-win what a great note to end end it on endeth endeth heareth we end heareth <laughs> cometh the end Was lovely. Thanks, Matt. I, I look forward to next time we read through some Brothers Grimm stuff. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. Grim times. Uh, so, Adam, you now have to pick a few stories for next time. Okay. So, what do you think of? Uh, there's the fisherman and his wife. Okay. Uh, a favourite of mine. The Tom Tit and the Bear. The what? The Tom Tit and the Bear. Is Tom Tit one word? Yeah, with a dash, with a hyphen. Tom tit. The tom tit and What's the bear. What's the tom tit? Well, well I'll find out. Okay. The twelve dancing princesses. Okay. Tom thumb. Now I don't really know that. That's a classic. Mm, that's a classic one, but I don't know it either. We've got the queen bee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> King grizzly beard. Ooh. Snowdrop. The elves and the shoemaker. That's ah, a famous yeah, that's one. A classic. The lady and the lion. The King of the Golden Mountain, the Golden Goose. I don't think I know that oh, one. Oh yeah, we know that one. Mrs. Fox. Mrs. Fox. Uh, there's loads, man. Uh, the salad. The <laughs> salad. That's my favourite. <laughs> the salad. The by salad. the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Ah, oh, brilliant. Wow. The giant with the three golden hairs. I guess he's balding or something. <laughs> but rich. <laughs> the three sluggards. Sluggards. That's a good word. Sluggards. There's three sluggards. Um, Roland and Maybird. Sounds like a marble. <laughs> that sounds like a TV show. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's Roland and Maybird. It's Roland and Maybird. Do, 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 Is it? I can't figure out if it's a kids' TV show or a buddy cop uh, show. Here's <laughs> my favorite. The, ma- the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. The mouse, the bird, the bird and, the and the sausage. So, uh, take your pick. What do you fancy? Well, I'm immediately drawn to the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. I've got to be honest. Me too. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of the salad. Could do the salad and the, the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. Sure. Yeah. Or we could we could have maybe a famous one. I don't know. What do you think? Is there a famous one you don't really know the story? Tom Thumb. Should we do Tom Thumb? Yeah. Let's okay. Do it. And then do you want to pick one more? What the bird and the mouse and the sausage? Yeah. If you fancy, I don't mind. Take your pick. Yeah, I quite fancy that one. Let's do that. Let's do it. So next up is Tom Thumb and the the mouse, the bird, bird and the the sausage. sausage. Uh, Oh, oh, there's something else I wanted to ask. Okay. Out of ten, what would you rate... Um, hands in luck and what would you rate Old Sultan? Hands in luck. It's 
Looking at it from a positive point of view, it's quite a nice message, um, which I liked. Lengthwise, it, if you compare the length of the story to the payoff, I'm not sure how happy I am with that. He, he, yeah, there was a twist. He gets progressively worse. He drops the last thing in the water and goes home, essentially. Yeah, it just, just keeps going that story and just ends. It just with keeps, it kind yeah, of with a whimper. There is another Hans story. Not the same Hans. Hans and his wife Gretel. So it might be the same Hans. It Hansel might and not. Gretel. Hans and his wife Gretel. But not Hansel and Gretel. Oh, I don't know. That's got. Is that like well, Hansel I, and Gretel the sequel? <laughs> when they're grown up and ma- oh no, they're brother and sister. Aren't no, because Han- Hansel is a different oh, name. Hansel is different to Hans. I mean, I'm assuming these are all standalone stories. Yeah, like not, Black Mirror. Or yeah, something. yes, very much the Black Mirror of the 1800s. <laughs> uh, I so, um, Hansel like out It's the first one. Yeah. So you don't want to go too high or too low. Yeah. So so I'm going to give it a six. Six out of ten. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we could kind of come up with like a originality payoff. Yeah, that's system. true. But for now, let's. For now, uh, let's we're just, just keeping it, it to a single rating. Straight out of ten. Old Sultan. Now I'd give this an extra point because it wasn't racist, which I was expecting. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I was you're even pleasantly more surprised. Uh, by the way, are you going to give your own score to Shall each one? I? So what do you think of Hands in Luck? Um, I'll give it a. I really liked it. I think there's a lot of. Uh, you, c- you could look at it in many different ways. Mm. It's a very simple story. Yeah. But there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, I think so. so. But I agree. I don't want to. Start of, too high and then have nowhere to go. Exactly. I don't want to. Or too low. I don't want to get too excited. <laughs> no, you don't want that. But likewise, I don't want to be too conservative. I'll give it 6.5. Oh, okay. I think it deserves a relatively. Relatively good. Yeah, it's not quite not bad. Old Sultan. So, for me, there's something nice and heartwarming unexpectedly about that story. It's short Mm. and doesn't mess around. And I like the relationship between Sultan and the cat (laughs) for some reason. That that makes me happy. So like that image. Yeah, I do. The three-legged cat with his tail in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that the dog can just talk to the human. So I, you can change like the metaphysics at any point yes. in the story that is needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Whatever fits the narrative. <laughs> you might think this is a bit bold, first time, but I'm going to give that an eight. Wow, eight. I really liked it. Really enjoyed it. It actually warmed the cockles of my heart. You were gripped as well. I, was. I could see. Yeah. <laughs> I was leaning You're into that story. To every word. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I'm. Uh, I wasn't as. T- I think. Mm-hmm. I think Hands in Luck is a better story. Okay. Yeah, there aren't as many characters, and there isn't as much um, tension, or you know, there is. You're worried for Old Sultan. Yeah, Hands, you're just like, what on earth what is, is going he doing? on? Yeah. But I do think it's a better story. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give it six. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. All right. And next up we have uh, Tom what Thumb. What did you choose? Tom Thumb. And the mouse, the, the bird, bird, and, and the, the sausage. sausage. Lovely. The, uh, <laughs> the fire's nearly run out of wood, so I better just put some more on there. Sure. That's I'll nice. Go, I'll go chop down a tree. Yeah. Let's do it. Perfect. Got the axe? Let's go. Let's go. You can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at grimreadingpod. Also on Instagram and Facebook, grimreading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep reading.
David Grimm.